Over the last two years, the life expectancy of black men in the United States has dropped by three years. And according to the Centers for Disease Control, the racial gap in life expectancy is now wider than it's been in nearly a quarter century. It's just one example of how COVID-19 has illuminated and exacerbated racial and other disparities in the country's healthcare system. And as VPR's Peter Hirschfeld reports, Vermont is about to embark on a new experiment to improve health equity. When I asked Witch Yartu if I could interview him for a story on health equity in Vermont, he invited me to his farm in Athens. How you doing? Did I find the right place? Found the right place. Good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you too. Artu and his fiance purchased his property not long after the pandemic hit Vermont. And when it came time to decide when to plant the tomatoes and peppers this spring, optimism might have got the better of him. We were a little ambitious, happens every year. Every year we're like, oh, we're so close, we're just gonna do it. And then Memorial Day weekend comes to be like, oh, and my frost. <laughs> you are like, ah, why do I do this to myself every year? Later this summer, this dark soil will yield vegetables used to make a Caribbean broth starter called sofrito. We're using an Argentinian bell pepper called corolza and a Puerto Rican type of sweet pepper called ají dulce. Um, then there's cilantro, um, and then there's this special indigenous herb called recao. R2 is part of a growing community of BIPOC farmers in southern Vermont who are building a food system that honors the cultural diversity of all people who live there. The farm is called Magnetic Fields, and it has a very specific mission. Our whole idea is that we provide a safe and stable environment for a rural BIPOC and queer community that is about farming. For R2, the farm is an extension of his years of work in the field of health equity. As vice president of the Wyndham County branch of the NAACP, R2 helped coordinate BIPOC vaccination clinics in southern Vermont earlier this year. As a data analytics and health specialist in the healthcare universe, R2 has tried to help medical institutions understand why patients of color or patients with disabilities or gay or transgender patients have poorer outcomes than other people. A lot of health has to do with people feeling safe and feeling happy. And that takes a lot of different aspects. That takes making sure that you have a roof over your head, making sure that you're not worried about food, making sure that you're not worried about your kids. And that's why R2 spent so much time advocating for passage of legislation known as House Bill 210. Last month, Governor Phil Scott signed the bill into law, and later this summer, Vermont will have its first ever health equity commission. What's important is that we are providing power to a committee full of organizations who do the work on the ground, who understand the needs of the people. Those of us working in the health equity field called COVID-19 the racism pandemic because it has resurfaced many of the issues that have existed for a long time. Dr. Maria Mercedes Avila is an associate professor of pediatrics at UVM's Larner College of Medicine. She's also one of the country's leading experts on the issue of health equity. Avila has given presentations to more than 150 healthcare organizations in 27 states, and she surveyed more than 10,000 providers across the United States. More than 75% of them actually don't know the history of systemic racism and racial disparities, which is not unique to the healthcare field. Ignorance of the history of racism and its legacy in the healthcare system, Avila says, is one reason people of color have trouble accessing medical care and get poorer outcomes when they do. 
provider biases, lack of training around culturally responsive care, lack of training around how to use interpreters, etc. No? So there are many different areas in this field of health equity. Avila says the new Health Equity Commission, which will work alongside a newly created Office of Health Equity, could help medical institutions evolve their care in ways that mitigate those inequities. We have extensive research showing that if your provider mirrors your cultural background, for example, speaks the language of the patient that they're going to see, shares cultural beliefs with the patient that they see, health outcomes are going to be better. Many providers have already begun their own personal evolution in the field of health equity, like Dr. Rebecca Jones, a dermatologist who practices in Brattleboro. It's kind of like you get a superpower, you know? It's like you put on a different set of glasses and suddenly you can see things you couldn't see before. Jones says the blind spots doctors have before they discover those magic glasses can have very real consequences for patients of color. It's something she's seen personally in the field of dermatology. Because we have blanket recommendations as if everybody's skin responds to sun the same way, which always bothered me, but it just doesn't make any sense. Joan says it'll take some doing to educate the provider community. You know, I guess one of the dilemmas is that I can speak this way because I'm a doctor myself. Um, We have a problem with humility sometimes, (laughs) and it takes humility to, to do this work. It also requires a wider view of how doctors and other providers define health. Dr. Andrea Green runs the New American Clinic at the UVM Children's Hospital in Burlington. Green is in the process of rewriting the American Academy of Pediatrics position statement on racism, and she says racial disparities in healthcare are often a product of racial disparities in wealth, housing, and education. We ask people to live on such little amount of money, it's just not possible. And if you live in that kind of stress all the time, you can't be healthy. You haven't. You you can't do any of these other things. You're just constantly in this stress, right? Back in Athens, Wichi Artu opens the dark red double slide doors to the old barn that made him fall in love with the property. A lot of stuff in it, but you know it's a barn. Like I've never seen a barn this old in Vermont be this sturdy. Artu remembers when he and his fiance looked inside the structure for the first time. We're like, whoa, imagine like a platform with musicians performing, with people dancing, with overflow into the field, into the upper fields here. It's all part of building the healthy community that allows people to live healthy lives, R2 says. And for all the work it'll take to undo health inequities in Vermont, R2 says he thinks Vermont has a chance to get it right. I sense winds of change. And I think we're in a time I don't know for how long we'll be here, but I, but I feel this is a time that people want to change. For VPR News, I'm Peter Hirschfeld.